Hello, welcome to White Hat versus Black Hat SEO show with Josh Mashinsky and Chase. How do you say your last name, Chase? Reiner. Chase Reiner. Chase Reiner. Hello. Uh, how are you today, Chase? I am amazing. <laughs> about to talk about some SEO with a uh, very skilled SEO professional, Josh Bashinsky. Oh, who's that? Oh, you mean me? <laughs> oh, well, now I have to live up to the to the, the to the hype. But but you're going to be living up to the height of what what black hat today? Oh sure. So I guess so. Yeah. So this is the show. I don't know if you've ever heard it before. This is a, thir a third episode. And for those of you who don't know, uh, we do a video podcast, and then then we re record. Then we take the audio and do a podcast of it, so you can listen to it in your car or while you're working out, wherever you do your podcasting, and uh, getting ready in the morning, whatever it is. And typically, it's kind of a uh, kind of a the I don't want to say a joke, but the bit of the show maybe is that we kind of somewhat facetiously, somewhat seriously argue which side is better, white hat or black hat. And the last couple episodes, you know, I'm a fairly well-known, more white hat SEO. But this week, darn it, darn spaghetti monster, darn it, by Sweet Buddha, I'm going to argue the black hat side for this week, just you know, for the hell of it, and see see how well I can do. So. Uh, that's what we're going to do. But first off, we have a number of segments, and they're kind of happen at random whenever I decide to do them. Our first segment is new SEO questions from Cora. So this is what we're going to do. I'm going to go to Cora.com. I'm going to go to Google, actually. I'm going to do a site colon uh, search for Cora.com, and then in quotes, SEO, and see what comes up. And we're going to answer the top uh, few questions that come up for, for SEO and Cora. Sound good, Chase? Yeah, it's a great method. I wonder where you learned that, Josh. <laughs> I wonder where I learned it. It could, it very well could be you. That could be. This is Chase's good idea. This is this is all Chase's good idea. So, all right. So the first one I see are, are what are the best resources for learning about search engine optimization? That's the first question they asked on Cora. I don't know. Um, what do you what do you say there, Chase? What are the best resources for learning about uh, SEO? Well, for me, like this is a really good question, and. I have a problem with only learning one type of content. So I, I like to learn visual content. So I like to go on YouTube, watch tutorials. I like to listen to audio content because it's a different type of content, right, through podcasting. And I also like to uh, read a lot about SEO. So it really depends. I mean, um, there are a bunch of good resources out there. Uh, but it, it So one of the people I'm really a fan of is Backlinko. And a lot of people know this guy. He's very well known. Um, he goes into more of name? like uh, I can find out. Backlink oh, sorry, his name's Brian Dean, but he's with uh, a site called Backlinko. And so many other SEOs mention this guy. They're always like, "Yeah, check out Backlinko," and it's true. I mean, he's really great. Um, he writes really long form content. He's ranking for really really competitive keywords. He d the the problem is is he if you're looking to learn like local SEO, he doesn't really dive into local at all. So if that's what you're trying to learn, also he does some stuff for YouTube. SEO, which it, you know, it really depends on what you're trying to like get into. Are you trying to get into like the technical side of things? Are you trying to get into you know the uh, uh, like the technical side of things, like schema markup and you know all the crazy stuff you can do with um, you know uh, site huge site audits for big companies? Um, or are you trying to become like more of like a local SEO? So that it really depends. What I like to do, I was actually telling uh, you, Josh, before this was. Um, I like to figure out what, kind of what my niche is, and then I go into like something like uh, like BuzzSumo, and that's BuzzSumo.com, and uh, and I actually type in those keywords and I look for the 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 sites that are like mentioning certain 
um, articles in the last like 30 days or whatever that have a bunch of social proof and then I go and read those. Um, but some other sites would be like, like Moz is a great site to learn from, like Rants Whiteboard Fridays are great. Uh, Josh's channel is great for learning like uh, what's going on with all the new like uh, uh, you know updates and like kind of what's going on behind the scenes for SEO. I have I a good channel. Where I, 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 I paid him $20 for that. <laughs> no, he didn't. Uh, it, but if you want to, you can't. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, and then my channel, I actually I have some uh, some pretty good local SEO guides. If you want to get if you guys want to check those out, I have the top ranking videos for that. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I got. What do you got, Josh? Um, the best places. Well, I well going back to this core question. So the best resources for learning SEO, in my opinion. Uh, now this is going to sound very self-serving, but there's a lot of SEO misinformation out there, and I'm very particular as to who is saying the right things and who is saying the wrong things. So I have to be a little careful in my answer here in this general kind of, I can't, I also do SEO hangouts kind of rants where I could be much more um, blunt <laughs> as to what I think. So I have to be a little bit uh, politically correct. So Moz, I don't like Moz for a lot of reasons. Uh, their community, you know, tends to, I find, in my opinion, their community tends to be very, very um, fickle. Let's put it that way. They're very fickle. But in terms of their basic information on, on the basics of SEO, they're really good. So in terms of a basic learning the basics of SEO, like you're, you don't know anything about SEO. Your boss comes to you, oh, there's this thing called SEO. Oh, we need to do it. But, you know, and puts it in your lap. Going to the, to the moz.com may not be a, necessarily the, a wrong thing and learning the basic SEO there. Um, I have a basic SEO video. There's a lot of basic SEO videos online that keep you up to date with the newest stuff. It all depends, of course, if you want to go white hat or black hat, which is kind of the substance of this show. Um, uh, you know, uh, so that, that, that kind of that kind of depends. But, but yeah, so that, that's good basic stuff. Um, the problem with learning SEO, black hat or white hat, is you have to make sure you're looking at this year's information. I can't tell you how many times I get emailed by people who are just starting out. Quite often they're in uh, uh, another country. They're, they're overseas quite often, India, Pakistan, China. They're getting into this stuff. And uh, they read an article, but unfortunately it was like from 10 years ago. And, 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 they, you know, and some might say these, 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 those tactics are still relevant. Some might say they're not. It's a matter of debate. But at the very least, you should be talking to the most current people and the most current information. Do you think that's a safe thing to say on both the white hat and black hat side? Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy how many people will come up to me um, or at least ask me because it's all virtual, uh, y you know, questions about things that are, you know, probably relevant to SEO, like back in 2012, like how should I be doing my, uh, my blog, my guest blog uh, comments to get backlinks? It's like, no, don't do that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. The next question here uh, on Cora. Um, how exactly does SEO work? Uh, okay. <laughs> good one. How exactly? That's a very simple question, a very innocent question with like uh, a, a five-year answer, <laughs> right? How exactly does SEO work? This is this poor guy. This is exactly what I just said. Some some CEO somewhere stormed into the back office and said, looked in the IT team and pointed at the first guy who made eye contact with him. <laughs> programmer and said you, <laughs> you know? and he's like me, yeah, you. 
we got to learn this SEO thing. And so, so he looked for one of those little IT manual books on how to do SEO. Couldn't find a good one, right? And so it goes on the core and says, how exactly does SEO work? So let me tell you how SEO works. SEO works kind of like medicine in the 19th century where we really haven't learned how the body works yet. And we know there's stuff going on there, but it's kind of this black box that we can't get access to. We don't know. We haven't, you don't even know what genes are yet. Uh, that's kind of how SEO works. Google is God in this case, and they control the black box of nature. And we have to try, we don't get to look at it directly. Some quote unquote angels, if you will, come down and give us whisper in our ears information at conferences every now and then how it works. Uh, Google employees will tell it, you know, leak things how it works. But basically, SEO works. How exactly does SEO work? It works something on a hope, a whim, and a prayer. <laughs> for the most part. And then people have been doing it, like me, I've been doing this for 20 years from before Google existed. And you learn, you know, you see things, you see trends, you talk with people, you do experiments, you do controlled experiments, you try and get really good at your experiments. And I do hundreds of site audits a year. And so you get an idea, you get a good guess as to how SEO is working. But anybody who says that they know scientifically how it's working, not even the Google engineers, we're no single Google, Google engineer knows how it works. Matt Cutts John. Even John Mueller, when he's talking, he's like, he's like, well, this could happen like this. <laughs> right, right. And, and he's supposed to guy who's he's supposed to be the guy who knows, right? He's not a Google engineer. He's in the Webmaster Trends team. He's a Webmaster Trends analyst. But his job specifically is to know in great detail how the algorithms work, and then receive complaints from from potential customers and webmasters, and diagnose as to what algorithm is possibly malfunctioning. That's his actual job. And then he just kind of took on a PR role because uh, they need, oh, we need someone to do PR. I'll make John. Again, the CEO came out and pointed at the first guy he saw in the Zurich office. Poor John Mueller sitting there in Switzerland. You, you know. But actually, I'm, I'm being facetious. John Mueller is very charismatic and he's very good and he's very patient. Matt Cutts told me one time in a personal conversation that John Mueller is so patient. He said, quote unquote, so good with them, so good with the users, quote unquote. So that's the reason why. So that's, I don't know, do you, do you, do you disagree, Chase? Do you think SEO works? differently oh i think you're muted there chase sorry about that i i agree in the sense that uh you can't you can't just say i i, I feel like this is sort of the same question like uh how do i get page one or number one for any query it's just so situational. It's like SEO doesn't work a certain way. You can have, you know, you can have, you can look at. There's so many different uh, ways to do SEO. Whether you're doing like content marketing, whether you're doing off-page SEO, whether you're doing on-page SEO, you know, there's there's so much out there. So it's kind of hard. I mean, the basic description of SEO is like ranking in a search engine, right? Optimizing your page for a search engine. That's what you know is the most basic description, but it's really depending on how much more they want to go into that, right? Right. Uh, the short, the short also, a lot of money and a lot of time. That's how you rank page one. <laughs> right. Well, depending on the query, but yeah, usually a lot of time, a lot of money. Um, also, we're getting questions. I don't know if you want me to just shoot these out in the middle of this, but yeah, sure, uh, yeah. let's go. So Tech Savvy Solutions says, I typically take advantage of on-page and PBNs. Are you guys preaching against PBNs? By the way, I respect the heck out of you too. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you very much. So I guess that can move directly into our next next. That's a perfect segue to our next segment, uh, which is better, black hat or white hat. And this week, I said I take on the role of arguing for the black hats. 
So uh, I will go right to answering that question, argue for Black Hat at the same time. Does that sound good, Chase? Sounds good to me. You feel comfortable being roped in to argue for the White Hat side? Well, the same way I oh, roped yeah. you into arguing for the Black Hat side the previous weeks? <laughs> <laughs> yep, let's do it. All right. Well, uh, so I'm arguing for the Black Hat side, and clearly Black Hat SEO is better. It's far better than <laughs> White Hat SEO uh, for a number of reasons. One, White Hat SEOs are just lame. They're just stupid. I mean, they look so dumb. Boo, they walk around. Boo, white hat, Google, I love you. That's the first, that's the biggest problem, the cool factor. <laughs> the, the second big problem with white hat SEO is that it's not, um, it's not uh, easily uh, automated. It's not easily automated. Automation, which some would argue is not strictly black hat, but I mean, it's certainly spammy to automate a bunch of comments and post millions of comments on websites, whether you're putting a link in there or not. Um, uh, Black Hat SEO is, is the, the hallmark of Black Hat SEO is automation. And uh, it's much easier to fire up a program and spit out 10,000 ranking things that are going to rank you, whatever it is, spinning your content. You know, that's, it, it's much cheaper than writing your own content. Why would you hire someone, even in India or, the, or Pakistan, God bless Indians and Pakistanis, but, uh, or, or, or whatever deity you like bless those, those fine folks, uh, uh, it's much cheaper just to fire up a computer. That's what computers are made for, is to fire up and spin the content. And of course, you do it in the right way. You do it a good way, so it's human readable, and it makes sense, and it's interesting. And that way you can fill out. I mean, it's not our SEO's fault. It's not our fault. It's not our problem. If Google <laughs> build a search engine in such a way that they're going to reward giant sites, and suddenly, you know, in a, a quite uh, blatantly and oligarchic kind of plutocratic capitalistic kind of way make the giant brands and the big sites have who have the more money who can just spew out 10,000 pages of, of more or less garbage for their products it's not fair that the, the little guy like me can't compete with that so where is the harm chase where is the harm I ask you in firing up my spinner and putting out a hundred thousand pages on my site so that I can compete with those giant brand assholes who already run Wall Street they already run the the, the main street, now they're going to run the digital street, the Google street too. I, I say, Chase, it's unethical. Right. Well, and that's the thing, Josh, <laughs> is like, is if you have the ability to spend thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on content and you're able to do marketing at a way higher level than other people would ever be able to do by themselves because they don't have the time, they don't have the resources, they don't have the people. Even then, I don't know if the long-term result of that is going to be worth it for you. And the reason why I say that is because when you look at the sites that have really, really high-quality content and the people who are investing all their time and money in making this really long-form, high-converting you know, uh, content with A and B testing and visual content built into it, these people are getting conversions at a way higher level on off of just one page than these sites that are pumping out, you know, thousands of pages from, you know, uh, some guy in Iraq or wherever, uh, you know, and then just repurposing that or even taking content and repurposing it because, because people are actually going to Google to read things that they need, they want to know, or they're going for like purchase intent. Now, the only way I can see this actually being helpful is, is to get links from 
you know, these articles, getting people to link to your site on all these different articles. That's how I can see this being helpful on the Black Hat side. But even then, you're not really getting like uh, as high as like relevant links as you'd probably get on articles that you'd be like making that are really high quality. So, so that's, like, that's a good segue into the, the, the question that the person had there, which was PBNs. Now the question, correct me if I'm wrong, was something like, how would you do PBNs these days? Uh, that was basically the question, or, or what, what way would you do PBNs these days? The question was, uh, I typically take advantage of on-page and PBNs. PBN. So like that's, that's, I think that's his main strategy. That's the main strategy. And was there a question regarding PBNs? I thought there was. PBNs he wants to know if we're preaching against PBNs, what, what, the, what the negative effects of that are. Well, what the negative effects are. Well, um, so for those of you who don't know, uh, PBN stands for Private Blog Network. Some people call it mini sites. Uh, basically, it's the the uh, the method of buying websites or creating websites uh, just for the sole purpose, uh, or or mainly for the, the the majority purpose of putting backlinks on those sites to the sites that you want to rank. And uh, quite often they'll do it in tiers because there was some wisdom at some point at some, in some day that thought that Google would look at the tiers, the, the number of, like here's tier three, tier two, tier one, pointing to your money site. So they'll look at the backlinks of backlinks. Uh, to, and they'll, they'll do a big giant process uh, to both try catch spammers who are trying to fake these signals, but also try to get a big giant process to get what's called the semantic latent index. The general semantic of all these links pointing to the sites that guarantee uh, that that corroborate for them that site A is about topic A, uh, because all the sites that point to it talk talk about topic A. So I mean that's pretty that's pretty 101. Everyone should know that hopefully. So um, people still do private blog networks. I have a lot of Black Hat friends. They still talk about private blog networks. A lot of Black Hats still talk about private blog networks. And like of course we're still doing it. Who, who isn't? And then you ask them, well, haven't you had any manual penalties or haven't you had any Sites hit by penguin, and they're like, yeah. Most of them are like, yeah, of course. Uh, a, a few here or there. Uh, some black hats I know, and if you go on the forums, you see tons of them. They lose all their sites, or all their their main money sites are gone. They, they lose ranking. They have been losing ranking for years ever since penguin was released in 2012, and they're having a very hard time of it. So it, this is just my anecdotal opinion. But if someone was really asking me what's the state of private blog networks right now and put my boots to the fire and ask me to tell the truth as to what I think, how efficacious I think it is, uh, this is how efficacious I think it is. I think about, I would say the majority of people doing it have definitely had a little bit of penalties. Probably a good chunk of those people have had major penalties and are out of business and are doing something else. They're, they're, working, they're working at some other job. I've seen very well-known Black Hat SEOs just quit SEO entirely and go to, to AdWords, for example, or go to, to other things. And the, the minority of Black Hats who are still doing private blog networks correctly, um, uh, they've all suffered uh, de-indexing. They've all suffered uh, some, some uh, manual penalties that have been announced. They've all suffered unannounced manual penalties, just a, a filter on their site, and they can never get it back. They've all suffered uh, algorithmic demotions, a uh, lot, lot of which was Penguin, which is link-based, some of which could be Panda-based and things like that as well. But they still swear by it because they are smart enough and they know how to make their, their fake links look legitimate and look real. And so think yeah. about programs like SE Nuke, which I, I used to be fairly involved with, or GSA, that fire up uh, a, a program 
to automatically submit links to article directories and press release directories and things like that. Think of the kind of link you would get there. It's a, it's a public post site that has a multi-topic, that has exact match anchor text, that is often quite new, like under a blog under three months old. Those, so Google can automatically enhance with their rank brain algorithm. They've basically admitted at, at this point that AI is, is key to finding out these kinds of links, uh, although they're, they're trying not to admit that. It is. I mean, obviously, that's what the disavow file was for, to, to uh, crowdsource the, the grist for the AI to say, OK, these kinds of links are the quote unquote spammy links. And so the SEO community is unwittingly programmed rank brain, AKA Google, told Google how to catch all the spamming that the SEO industry does, which Google masterfully manipulated with their, their, their public relations. And so if you ask me how well are, are private blog networks working these days, well, I still know guys who are doing it and they're not deranking sites. As to whether how much those links are actually help ranking sites, it's impossible to know. But uh, links definitely still help in some cases. And I, I have colleagues, very close colleagues, and I do SEO myself. And some links might be involved in that process. And links certainly is, if there's, if there's five things you need to rank in most niches, links is definitely one of them. But I don't think it's number one. And when I'm telling people, oh, sorry, my round will be done in just a second. When I'm when telling people uh, how to do SEO, I say links is one of the last things you should look at because it starts to add the most risk. I do a most powerful, less, least risky strategy first, and then I add in the stuff. And if you still can't rank on page one, quite often I can rank you on page one. And then after that, we add links and things and move on from there. Yeah, I think it's I think it's really huge, like what you just said right there, as like that's not the first thing you should be focusing on. And whenever people like ask me, they're like, I don't really know anything about basic SEO, but I really want to start doing off-page SEO. And it's like, dude, like get your basics down. Like figure out your on-page SEO, because that's what's where everything's going. Because Google and all these other search engines, it's not just Google, it's YouTube, it's Facebook, they all want people to be happy and stay on their on their platforms. They want people to be happy with their stuff. Right. And like and and so many people are just they're not, they don't want to get with the fact that we're moving away from links. We're just moving away. And like, and I think it's because they've spent so much time learning how to do off-page SEO yes. because it's been so important for so long that now that on-page SEO is becoming like so huge and becoming actually relevant and have, having high quality stuff, and you're not just stuffing stuff in people's faces anymore and you're giving them what they want. They're like, no, that can't be. Google, can't, Google doesn't want that. And it's like, why don't you think that? Like, it makes sense. It adds up. And so it's really frustrating for me because I have so many people telling me that I'm wrong when I'm telling them that links aren't as important as they used to be and they're going to continue to be devalued as Google gets better at understanding what people actually want. Once we start moving into that direction, everything's going to be like better in terms of like what we're getting on the internet. We're going to have better you know, uh, you know, products. We're going to have better... Uh, everything because all the people who are selling the stuff that nobody actually cares about is going to go away because they're not going to be able to rank. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Um, and that's a really good point in that, uh, you know, we had a lot of questions from Cora earlier, you know, what it, basic SEO questions like what is SEO about? And, and, and a lot of people think SEO is about firing up program XYZ and pressing go. And they think that's SEO. 
right? Yeah. Um, in, in some cases, it is kind of, but it's not. It's like, it's like um, if I use a martial arts example, it's like they think, uh, and I do martial arts. Sorry, so sorry for the example, but they think like the guillotine choke in grappling is like the essence of MMA or, or the essence of fighting. That that it all boils down to that, you know. And uh, no, 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 it really doesn't. That's that's one component, perhaps an integral component for you and your fighting style and your strategy, but it's really, really not. So that's actually a very perfect segue. Uh, what the point you brought up, Chase, into our next segment, which is what would Google do? So it's the what would Google do segment. So my question is, so if not links, then what? That's the question you get, right? They're like, well, if they're not using links as their main ranking algorithm, then what could they possibly be looking at? How are you going to rank these sites? You know, at that point, you know, what? So what would Google do? What kind of signals would Google move to in in the world where no one's making links anymore? Because because I, I think, quite frankly, I don't think there's a single person out there making links except for like one blogger in a in a in a cafe in New York somewhere and a bunch of news reporters and people in the SEO industry. I think that's basically it. In the vast majority of people who use Google, not sorry, not the vast majority. The majority of people who use Google right now are on, on mobile phones. They're on this phone. No one's making, no one's editing HTML on this thing, right? This phone I'm holding in my hand. And so no one's making links, do follow links, that is. They could be making no follow links and social shares quite a bit. That might answer the question. So in 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 lieu of do follow links, which are definitely going away, what is Google going to be doing, do you think, in the future? What what what's the biggest signal that you think they're going to be using? Um, well, I am a little bit confused about what you're saying about nobody's making links anymore because I feel like more and more content's coming out and everybody's using links more as like a way to rank higher and to get their other articles to rank higher. I see a lot of that happening, but I do see what you're saying that more and more people are kind of turning more into like uh, social, you know, sharing the articles there. Social signals are probably going to be, you know, turned up a lot because uh, Google's starting to recognize and I mean, frankly, everybody's starting to recognize that everybody is on social media these days and you know getting a lot of shares there at least by somebody who's you know really big influential person is really kind of a signal that this is like an important topic right uh, but really quick Josh um, we do have a bunch of questions and I've been kind of like waiting should I sh tell me when you want to want me to read them well let's finish this segment then we'll do the questions how about that so okay. yeah I mean definitely uh, what I meant was I mean, I mean, there's nobody really. The most people doing links, as far as I'm concerned, are people who know about SEO. It's only people who know about the worth of a link are really making them. Really, I mean, other people would argue with me about that, and maybe that'd be a good debate to have. I could get someone from Google on, maybe, maybe, probably not. <laughs> but I mean, I could get a Google supporter on, no doubt. I, I have lots of friends there, and uh, still a few, one or one or two. And they would argue, well, of course, news. So I'm like, newspapers and people who know about SEO are the only people making links anymore. And everyone in news knows that Google likes links anyway. So I really have to doubt this link, this the the, the linkerati, right? The, the the linkosphere that they think is out there. I, I, I do follow links. Do follow links. Like someone editing the HTML to make a link, or in WordPress or whatever. Um, there's lots of no follow links that are made through tons of social sharing. And so that's what you mean, we mean by linking. But I mean, like, mom and dad, aunt and uncle are not making links anymore. They're doing social shares. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, I don't know, like, because I just see so many articles with links throughout all of them. So I just don't know. I don't know if that's what you're saying or not. But it, I mean, I, I would say that's either someone who knows about SEO or working in SEO, 
or again, the blogosphere and news people. But the blogosphere is much smaller, I would say, than like 2007, 2008. Your, your mom and your dad are not running a blog anymore. Or, or do, you think, do you think that the common person still is? Do you think I'm wrong? I feel like there's more and more people who are starting to catch on. But yeah, I think, I think the majority of them who are making these links are, are probably for uh, some sort of SEO purpose, right? To kind of, uh, you know, link externally to get higher page relevance or link internally to kind of, uh, you know, rank your other pages higher, but uh, it seems to me like more and people are more and more people are starting to understand the 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 uh, the importance of content marketing for their business because it's so huge. But I do see also a lot of uh, you know people moving to alternative sources like you know YouTube, where there's like you know you're not really going to be doing follow links there. You're not going to be doing you know a lot of social stuff. Um, you know, LinkedIn Pulse, we're going to be publishing on there instead of be publishing, uh, you know, on maybe your own blog or any sort of syndication network like Blogger. I don't know. Um, but I still see people, of course, linking to like, uh, you know, some sort of resource. So, so maybe I don't you know. think then, then when in the what would Google do section, the segment just to round that out, you think maybe links are going to stay forever and, and that's the way it's going to be and then they're not going anywhere. Oh, you mean in terms of relevance to like how the people are ranking? Yeah. No, I think I think they're going to go way down. I mean, I was thinking about it this morning. I was why, laying in why bed. Why go way down then? If you think now, I'm confused. Chase, you're confusing me. So if if links are <laughs> stay, people are still going to be making links out there. Right. Then why do you think Google's not going to be trusting or using that signal in the future as much? Okay. Um, because I think before Google didn't really have a reason. Or, or a way to understand content or user intent. I mean, they did, but not really. Before, it was just keywords. And now, uh, I, I see it as like they're using uh, these links as like still a way to determine whether or not this page is an authority, but, not, but in the future, it's not going to be like that. It's going to be more like, OK, this page is getting links. Maybe some of these links are high quality, but um, you know, we're going to focus on how many people are actually happy with this because we have an algorithm like RankBrain to semantically pick up all these things related to this right. and rank it for this, their user intent, and see their shares. You know, we saw that, you know, Bob Ross, or not Bob Ross, Bob Ross is dead. But if Bob Ross was alive, we saw Bob Ross painted or uh, shared this painting picture um, from a blog. And now this is going to, you know, rank for painting because Bob Ross is like the number one guy for painting or, you know, whatever. Right, right. So, right. So yeah, I, I see what you're saying. So links have already always been a tertiary signal at best, right? It's 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 supposed to represent a vote, or supposed to represent uh, someone, some independent party saying, yeah, these guys are great for buying red apples, and because the, the link, because the page talked about red apples on some other site and linked with red apples pointing to a red apple site, uh, but it was always a tertiary signal that was easily gained, and now Google is getting much better at watching where people click determining, okay, if they're looking for red apples, they clicked this site called joshersfruitemporium.com, and they went to the red apples page, and then they terminated the search and didn't go back. They can presume that they were satisfied with that search. And looking at other signals, they might be able to make that educated guess, and that might be a much more useful signal to Google moving forward in the future. Okay, so I would, agree, I would agree with you before we move on really quick. Uh, I would agree with you on where you're saying that uh, it does, it, I think the, ma the majority of links that are being used these days are for SEO purposes. Yeah, well, that was my point. And kind of like I'm looking out there, and I'm thinking, you know, 
how many grandmas are still running a blog and making links to their favorite apple pie recipe? I, I don't see this blogosphere <laughs> like it was in 2007 still existing. But I don't know. Maybe I could be wrong. That's just my opinion. All right, let's move on and answer some questions. So what kind of questions are the, the fine? We got, we got viewers right now. What kind of questions do the fine folks uh, have there? The chat is blowing up right now. So we got from our first question, uh, we got eFitzG says, question, do you believe that links can still pass negative influence? Does negative SEO still work? Or with the new Penguin uh, update, are they simply devalued? Any tests or observations? I mean, what I, from what I've been hearing, uh, the new Penguin update is pretty much taking care of like the you know negative SEO effects of bad links. So I don't know yeah, what you've heard um, about that. I would agree. I just I have this this somewhat conspiracy theory uh, uh, theory. <laughs> I have this somewhat uh, controversial theory. So put your tinfoil hat on a bit and listen to what I have to say. <laughs> um, and it, it based on something Gary Ilyish, another webmaster trans analyst out of the Zurich office, also said, and something John Mueller said as well. Uh, they both work in the same office, in the Zurich office for, for Google. And they're both two of the main PR guys for Google. And they both said that, yeah, uh, the, and here's a little backstory. The reason why Penguin 4 took so long to come out, and Matt Cutts told this to me, to me to my face, the problem they have with Penguin is that they have, it's impossible to separate out the negative SEO. It used to be that they couldn't tell if you went on to Fiverr and bought a $10,000 uh, $10, link blast to your site, or if a competitor went to Fiverr and bought a 10,000 link blast for your site. And so trying to be, quote unquote, ethical, they're still trying to be, they still think they're the good guys. They're still trying to take the high road as much as they can, as much as the, the, their money-making venture allows them to do so. And their, their elitism allows them to do so, quite frankly. <laughs> they're Google and they have given us all the best tool in the world. Emit Singhal literally said that in a keynote one time. Um, they're still trying to do what they think is the right thing, and they, they hate it. Actually, they actually secretly hate the fact that we can game their algorithms, especially so that we can hurt other people in the process by doing negative SEO, in this case, through linking. So that's why it took Penguin so long to, to rewrite into Penguin 4, and Gary Ilyish admitted this at SMX West, I think, last year, or it might have been advanced, advanced or West, one or the other, that that's the reason why it's taking so long is because they have to parse out negative SEO. Now, what was their solution? Their solution in Penguin 4 was to put a flag on the link to ignore them to any suspect links, uh, any spammy looking penguin -y links, they're just going to ignore entirely. It's not going to have an algorithmic demotion for you, but I do suspect, given how much they were warning us, that it's going to put a flag on it, and then the manual team might have to come over and take a look at these links to see why they're being made. They kept saying that again and again. And in my experience, whenever Google says, this might happen, or in the future they might do this, they're already doing it. And that's a warning to people who work <laughs> to Google to know that it's happening. So my opinion is that, sure, so you can fire up, you can send 100,000 links to your competitor that are all really spammy, and if he's trying to rank for red apples, they all have the anchor text for all those links is red apples, red apples, get some red apples, we love red apples. That's the anchor text for 100,000 links pointing at this guy. They'll all get Penguin 4 flagged, and the Penguin 4 flag will be on them, but they're still pointing to that site. And eventually, inevitably, that's going to bubble up to the manual team to take a look at. And now a human being who has very little time and very little patience, and dare I say it, very little trust in the SEO community, is going to have to make their best, honest-to-God, educated guess 
as to whether or not they think you made those links or they think someone else made those links. And I'm thinking it's entirely possible that they're going to not be the most charitable judges because they do this day in, day out, and they see it again and again and again. They're going to roll their eyes and go, oh, yeah, more spam, more spam, flash, flash, flash. And they're just going to give people more manual penalties. Now, it could just be a versus links penalty, in which case, just leave it alone. It's fine. It's like a near miss. It's like a benign tumor. You had a tumor. You're, oh, I'm worried. But the tests come back benign. You're like, oh, okay, no problem. That's what the manual penalty versus links are is like. But some people are going to get the manual penalty versus site. And this is especially going to happen. This is especially going to bubble up if your competitor decides to report you in the, in the Google uh, web spam reporting tool. So I think that that's where Penguin 4 is going. And if you think about it, it makes sense. Because at the end of the day, they could not teach a computer how to tell the difference between negative SEO and black hat SEO. So they're leaving it, unfortunately, philosophically, anything they do, they can't make an algorithm do. They have to have a manual person do for them. So despite their best efforts, now a manual person has to do it because they can't tell the difference. What do you think of that conspiracy theory, Mr. Reiner? Yeah, I think that's pretty. I think that's pretty accurate. I mean, they're still going to have to hand out manual penalties, and I think I think it works in a way that if if you start getting like a mass amount of you know low quality links, and you already have like a pretty good link structure on your site, that's when I think they kind of like just go, oh, you know, this is probably not a big deal. Or if somebody's linking to you from you know some sketchy site, and you have a bunch of good links already, and you know they're just going to not. Take, take that as a negative ranking signal for that page like they used to. Right. Um, so I, I, that's how I see it. And I, and I do think, yeah, I mean, they're going to, like you said, they're, and I didn't even think about it, but they're probably going to still have to use some sort of way to measure uh, how, how they're going to be actually, because there are, of course, people still doing this. Uh, but one of the things I like that you brought up was the fact that, uh, that you can actually go and submit these uh, link networks or link schemes or whatever to the uh, I forget what the the resource is called. You just brought it up, but uh, yeah, I'm reporting tool. Yeah, and 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 they take that a lot more seriously, and it's really easy. Uh, well, at least for SEOs, and I actually made an, uh, a video tutorial on this. If you if you look up like Black Hat SEO on YouTube, I have like the fourth video, and I show like how easy it is to go and like identify these PBNs and just flag them. And literally months and months and months of getting these PBNs going just get taken down with like all the sites that they're linking to also. Yep. And that's like and that's like crazy. Like well, how uh, Gary Ilyish said sorry, sorry, Chase. Gary Ilyish from Google said that sixty percent of the web spam reports are acted upon. So at least sixty percent of the submissions they get, they they take action on. So that you know, those are pretty darn good odds to get somebody uh, sunk that you want to get sunk. So just to, to yeah. end this question, then move on to the next one. So what would I do for Penguin Four? I wouldn't do anything. I wouldn't do any risky linking to begin with. I would try ranking on signals that have no downside, uh, like quality, like conversions, quality, clicks, click-through rate, on-page stuff, uh, lots of other stuff. Watch my Hangouts. This is not the Hangout. This is the discussion show. Or email me or email Chase for for if you have other questions. And I wouldn't do anything until I actually got the, the manual penalty versus site. And then I and then and only then would I delete links and disavow. And get rid of the PBNs too. Like I, I, I oh my gosh. Penguin 4.0 was like the was like a huge uh, 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 improvement to them catch like figuring out whether or not you have PBNs pointing to you. Like they're getting better and better at figuring these things out. So you need to get rid of your PBNs. 
And dude, Josh, we have so many questions right now. I don't know what you want to do with this. Well, just pick, pick a few. This is this is not a this is not a Q and A show. We're gonna answer some questions. But I'm not, <laughs> we can't stay here for five hours answering questions. So I, just pick a pick a few. We might have to do like a separate video or something later. <laughs> okay. Uh, underneath the question we just answered, well, so we got a couple of people saying this is pretty funny. Um, Tyler McConville says SEO. Oh, he never mind. He was doing a quote. Uh, well, we could read it. SEO is the process of reverse engineering a search engine to understand the way it interprets metadata and to manipulate the interpretation to create a skewed result page. Tyler McConville. So apparently he made that quote. Uh, next, we got James Brigtown. Brigstown says, I was wondering why. Uh, oh, no, that, he's asking why I came up as a recommendation after we he watched our video. Um, probably <laughs> because just... Google is watching you. <laughs> Google watches <laughs> what you do, and then it's like, oh, you like this guy? You listen to the whole video? Okay, here's more stuff from this guy. Here you go. So, um, well, sorry, everybody, but you're gonna get more stuff in your feed. Newsflash: the NSA is watching you, the CIA is watching <laughs> you, Google is watching you, Apple is watching you, any place you've ever logged into is watching you, any app you've ever downloaded is watching you. I hate to break it to you guys, but there is no privacy. You should have some tape over your web camera, F FYI. Dude, I think we need to like create an entire episode like where you're just talking about the Pentagon and Matt Cutts and all this <laughs> stuff, because I think it is literally the funniest thing ever. Um, OK, so a lot of these are just comments, but uh, VideoBase is saying, if links aren't as relevant anymore, then what are the most relevant ranking factors now? So. I, you know, you talked about this. We talked about this. I think it's it's going to be user intent. Uh, I think RankBrain is at least fifty percent. It is at least thirty three percent of the algorithm right now. I think it's closer to fifty percent, and they're watching what people search, what they click, how deep they go in the site, and they're using that to to, to develop in the two thousand twelve Panda patent. They called it uh, to developing what they call a quote unquote a quality score. Quality score. Quality score is the new page rank. Quality score is a number from zero to one hundred. At least that's what the panda the, the patent talked about. They could do it any which way they like, and but I, I would see them doing it that way because that's how PageRank was calculated. It was calculated to a number between zero and hundred, and they rounded it out to one to ten, for for the, the the toolbar purposes. So your quality score is like your new page rank. And when you say they can't see that, uh, yes they can, because Google one runs Chrome. They fund a lot of money into into Firefox. And don't forget, Google controls the Safe Browse feature. Does anybody know what the Safe Browse feature is? The Safe Browse feature is the malware database that Google controls and runs the API for. So every time you click a URL, packets get sent to Google, and they look at the URL and compare it to their malware database to see if they should throw up the red screen of death. That happens on all major browsers. All major modern browsers on the PC, on, on the desktop, and mobile do this. So they know not only your IP address, what you clicked on, they know when you clicked it, and they know how deep in the site you went. Gary Ilyish was so uh, cocky about this new tool that they have, he literally shared a screenshot of it two years ago to, to, to Barry Schwartz. He said, here, take a look at this. And if you don't know what they're doing, if you haven't been paying attention, you wouldn't be able to tell what that is. But as soon as I looked at it, I said, oh, OK, this is their back end reporting tool for, for this rank brain uh, utility. So I think that's going to be the major factor. What, what do you think, Chase? Yeah, definitely. User intent, user experience. And I don't know if you read that entire article, Josh, but uh, like the one where they're explaining quality score, it yeah. is so dry. I was trying to read it. I think I fell asleep three times before <laughs> I got to like page 30. 
because it's yeah. just so dense and boring. So yeah. like, if if anybody wants to know what the meaning, <laughs> yeah, so you don't have to fit. Yeah, they're like, and on page thirty, this is where we tell you what's actually going. No, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, the whole point of that was them saying, look, we're moving away from page rank. We're moving into something called quality score, which is like, you know, how great a quality can you make this content and how can you give what the people, I mean, it's just the same stuff we keep talking about, but for some reason we have to keep like telling people this, right? I, maybe we don't, I don't know. Maybe they can just, they can live in ignorance and then get all of their sites deranked and it's like, whatever, you know, we have these rankings now, what are we going to do with that? We could just walk around saying, I told you so, but it's fine. You know, it's whatever. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I just feel like out of responsibility, like I need to tell people, like, look, stop doing this stuff, you know? Okay, okay. What's the next question? We'll answer two more questions, and then we'll go to uh, our random fact segment. I wish we could get people to vote these questions up. So that's like, what we'll do next know. time. I'll make a moderator page, and I'll share the moderator page, and people can upvote the questions they want, and that way we can what? answer the most important questions. That's awesome. I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah, because there's so many, dude. I, I mean, I I don't know which one to choose. Oh, uh, we'll just. I'll pick one at random. Okay, Olympia SEO says social marketing creates links. People see the link on social and follow that back to the site. Social equals links equals SEO. Yeah, I agree. I agree entirely. Um, I think that's definitely a signal that's being used. Not only the link in social, but the fact that people clicked on it, the traffic from social. Google did a, I, I don't know if I've ever told you this story. A few years ago, a couple years ago, John Mueller had a hangout with some new people or, or not new, younger people in the, uh, in the uh, spam team. And there was a young, uh, a handsome Asian fellow, I can't remember his name, but he, 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 he inadvertently leaked, uh, that he was, he, was, he was ranting like we are, quite frankly, but in a more googly way, about, you know, don't worry about links. And he, he said, he said uh, don't worry about your clicks from social. And then his face went white like this. And John Mueller's face went white. And so I could tell, ah, these guys should not play poker. I know right away for a fact, <laughs> clicks from social are, are an issue. And Alex Becker, also a very well-known Black Hat SEO. I don't know if he wants me to call him Black Hat. Alex Becker, a well-known SEO, uh, probably he would say he's Black Hat. Um, he had put out a video showing how, yeah, clicks from social is, is so strong a ranking factor that you, in weak niches, you can rank on that alone. So and he's put out a video showing how to do that. And so, yeah, this is a pretty well-known. And I thought it was funny the way Google leaked it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I even have, like, videos of me. Okay, well, actually, I thought we were talking about something else. Never mind. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna ignore that. Next question. <laughs> right. uh, videos of you doing what, Chase? <laughs> what? No, 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 no. I was going to I thought for some reason we were talking about ranking without links. For, for some reason, I was thinking, like, oh, I actually have videos of me like ranking sites in like two weeks with pure on page, pure like, it's crazy. I mean, it's not necessary, but I, for some reason I thought we were talking about that instead of uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Good, as long as that's what we're not talking about when it comes to <laughs> you. I don't know what other kind of videos of you, you, you might have been referring to. I, I don't wanna, let's move to the next question. Let's move to the next question. Yeah, we're just gonna erase that from our minds. All right. Uh, if only so, I could. <laughs> Next question. Uh, I, okay, I agree, or this is a comment. I agree that social is becoming a more important signal versus links, but what are the thinking for industries that are not natively socially active, like hand, hand trucks, ball bearings, etc.? Yeah. Uh, what, what do you think about that, Chase? 
So yeah, I mean, there's so many ways that you can actually go on social media and there's so many ways that you can also create content. Like that's the huge thing that a lot of people say is like, my niche is boring. I don't have the ability to create content because I don't have anything to talk about that's interesting because it's like, you know, ball bearings, right? <laughs> but there's these things called shoulder niches, which is things that are closely related to your niche that you can do content for or you can do social shares for that people will be very interested in even if it's just a really specific niche there's people out there and a good example of this is a company that uh, there was a study done where uh, they did the skyscraper technique which is basically taking a bunch of content and writing more content than whoever else is already ranking for that so if somebody has 50 tips you create 100 tips for something and this snack company they're selling snacks they're trying to sell subscription snacks kind of like Dollar Shave Club and they're uh, they didn't think they had anything to write about. Who wants to read about snacks? But they found out that through keyword research that there was a shoulder niche which was employee wellness because people want their employees to be, you know, have snacks so they'll stick around, stay longer. So what they did is they did that they they emailed a bunch of people, um, you know, a bunch of companies saying, "Hey, uh, can you give us one employee wellness idea?" And so they got a whole list of employee wellness ideas. And at the very top, they put their service. They said, "Make sure your employees are well, you know, have snacks." And then they had a, a link to their uh, their service, and they were giving away a free uh, box of snacks. So the reason why this is so crazy is because these people are getting basically free content. They're ranking. They're getting thousands of visitors a site to their month. They have tips that they can post every single day on their social media right and I mean, there's so much you can do out there so I really would like advise against thinking okay just because I'm in a boring niche doesn't mean I don't have something I can offer in terms of something that people might be interested in yeah no that's that's an excellent point and, and I would add to it that one Google has other algorithms so you don't even have to do social I mean if, if it literally if you're in like in the niche you're talking about ball bearings I can think immediately off the top of my head something awesome to use for social Take those ball bearings, get a get a cell phone camera, put them in a slingshot, and bust shit, break, break <laughs> shit all over the place, and share that on social. That'll go crazy. People would love that, right? It doesn't have to be our ball bearings are three inches wide and they're made of polished steel, and you can I don't know whatever, stick them in your ear. You know, it doesn't have to be boring, right? It doesn't have to be stuff. It doesn't have to be your brochure. It can be related stuff. It's a TV channel. You can make it interesting, which is essentially what you're talking about, right? So you could yep. do and not only in a in a in a in a, a related niche, but in the direct niche as well. Um, but even if you can't, even if like say you're in, in you're in like you sell caskets or, or you, you sell like funeral services, and you're really strapped for having anything interesting or funny to say there, or it's just not just not appropriate, and or you just don't want to spend the money to do it. Well, then don't, because local, social is not the only ranking factor. Quality is the main ranking factor, right? Yeah, user conversions is the main ranking factor. So you can definitely, and content and other, uh, specializing your content, optimizing your content in special ways with special HTML tags is the way, is another way you can do it. So you don't necessarily need to. What's the next? We'll do one more question and then we'll do the final uh, random fact segment. All right, last question we got. If my, if my website was hit with a Google penalty and dropped from the search, and I uh, 301 that domain to a competitor's website, would it hurt the competitor's website? <laughs> what do you think? What do you think, Chase? I actually hear this question a lot, and it's pretty funny. Like, I, I, It's all these people who just want to derank their competitors. Uh, 
I mean, it definitely wouldn't be, I don't think it would be helpful for them. Uh, <laughs> but I also don't know if it would necessarily hurt them um, unless there was a large quantity of domains doing this. Yeah, uh, and just one happens to get through the filter. Google has a filter to protect people from this. So they've known about this tactic for a long time. John Mueller has talked about it at length. Uh, quite bluntly, they know about it. And if it's ever a 301 between an existing company to an existing company, especially when there's a penalty, they won't forward the penalty over um, uh, unless you go you you hack their search console and go in there and you you uh, you approve the the 301 transfer over, right? So they're pretty good at detecting when when to do a 301 and when not to. But it backfires sometimes. Like for example, some people are hit by a penalty, and they delete their site for a few months, and they put the exact same site up again, either on the same domain or a different domain. And Google will auto if they detect that and detect you're the same company, they will automatically throw one the old penalty to the, to the new site. So that that's I mean that's not really gonna that that has such a low chance of 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 working as a negative SEO tactic. It would be much easier just to report them to the web spam team. That would be a much easier tactic to do. And you know, I don't like playing dirty. I don't like being nasty. But quite frankly, if you're in a nasty, if you're in a nasty, if you're in a nasty niche already, say that five times fast. <laughs> if you're in a nasty niche already, um, they're already reporting you to the web spam team, so you might as well report them. So no. that's great for questions. Next week, what I'll what I'll do is I will make a moderator page and I'll share it. Uh, next week, by the way, I'll just announce it. We're going to have uh, Holly, uh, otherwise known as uh, Greeny1232 or something like that, on the Warrior Forum. She's a fairly well-known black hat, and she's going to be our guest black hat and be arguing for the black hat side next week. And she uh, is going to call me pussy a lot because that's what she does because <laughs> <laughs> she thinks white hats are pussies. So it's going to be a great uh, – it'll be a great show. It'll be a great debate. Uh, she's a fantastic person. I like her a lot. And she has a great story, too. So uh, I, I can't wait for her to come on next week. So the last segment we're going to do today is the random facts segment. And this is random facts about our lives that have nothing to do with SEO. So I've already shared one random fact about myself, that I'm into martial arts. Uh, I have three black belts in two different kinds of Chinese martial arts and one Filipino martial art. I've been doing it for about 25 years, and I've been teaching it for about 15 years uh, across Canada. Uh, what is a random fact about yourself there, Chase? Hopefully not about any other kind of videos you make. That's pretty cool. Um, random fact about me. I have a lot of random facts. Um, whew, it doesn't have to be see. cool or interesting. It just has to be a random fact. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I mean, literally, I've just devoted my life to this. So, I mean, for the last year, probably nothing that interesting. Uh, I think the random fact was that uh, I, uh, before I got into SEO, I used to live in Yosemite. Uh, in a tent with three guys, and all I did was rock climb for about uh, six months. Um, well, I also worked there, but yeah, that was that was cool. Cool, awesome. All right, well, that was our random fact segment, and I think that uh, rounds out the white hat versus black hat episode number three. Chase, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, I think this was a good one. I really appreciate all the people who came and stopped by and watched the video. Um, we did have some. We one last question was. Uh, where do they find the podcast? And if you want to find the podcast, it is on the on iTunes, I believe, right now. If you uh, if you go on your iTunes and then press uh, uh, or type in White versus Black Hat podcast, uh, we should show up. Um, or even if you just type in White Hat, I'm pretty sure we show up on uh, on for, on uh, on iTunes. 
Um, also, if you want to go to SEO uh, going. <laughs> Yeah, we do. We and if you guys could leave a review for us, that would be amazing. Um, definitely help. Positive us. review would be nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, or if you go to wvb.podbean.com, we'll be there too. So. Sweet. Well, thanks very much, Chase. As always, my co-host. I'm Josh Bashinsky from White Hat versus Black Hat, and we're gonna sign off and wish everyone a good day. Uh, and episode four is next week again, as I said, with Greeny one two one two three two or one two two three two or whatever her name is. Her name is Holly. I call her Holly, and it'll be a great show. And we'll see you guys next week. Later.